pray, and may the blessing of Almighty God be in your heart and on your lips, so you might worthily proclaim the gospel, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. your spirit. As most of us experience and learn early on in, in, in our lives, at least by college, when people decide to write dramas to put on stages, they almost always do it in three acts. There's the first act, the second act, third act, and maybe sometimes an epilogue. It's a convenient form, and it seems to work really well. First act introduces the characters and kind of sets up the situation. Second act, you get the conflict or the crisis or the problem that kind of becomes the, story, the main story of the story. And then the third act, things somehow or other get, get settled and there's a peaceable ending, hopefully. That structure, the three acts, is kind of what we find in, in tonight's gospel reading from Mark. You have kind of three acts to this story that we hear this evening. The first act you might call or entitle, Jesus Goes Dark. 
Jesus has been traveling and walking around and visiting and doing deeds with, uh, with his disciples, kind of following along behind him, his 12 apostles. And, and at one point now, actually this is for the second time, but at this particular story, Jesus sits down with these guys. You can imagine them sitting around perhaps a campfire and eating fish and, you know, and, and, and talking about all stuff. And then, then as the campfire begins to die down and the conversation dwindles off, Jesus takes a while to kind of gather his thoughts. And then he says, you know, this is not going to end well. I've told you before, but I want to tell you again, this is not going to end well. You know, when we get to Jerusalem eventually, those who oppose me, those you've already met who are contesting me and challenging me, and they're going to do some really bad things to me. You know, they're going to arrest me. They're going to make false accusations against me. They're going to kill me. And, and you have to be ready for that. That's the cross we're carrying here. That's what's going on here. And, and don't give up hope because there is the third day. But remember where this is going. It's not going to be easy. I have a cross to carry. And you with me. So you would think that a powerful message like that the end of a day around a campfire to his dearest disciples, his apostles, would have a burning effect on these guys. That, that they would be saying, holy cow, what is all of this? And what's going on here? And that's where the second act picks up. Act two, the 12 knuckleheads. So they're walking along the next day and Jesus is either ahead or behind. He's not with the 12. And, and what are they doing as they walk along, having just heard the night before that Jesus is going to be falsely accused, that he's going to suffer, he's going to die, and he will be buried. Dead, dead, dead. Having just heard that and knowing that he, as he says that, he's talking about an act of love, an act of sacrifice, an act of, of perfect self-giving. What are they talking about as they walk along, the 12 knuckleheads? They're talking about which one of us is the best, which one of us is the greatest, which one of us is going to sit on his right and which one of us is going to sit on his left, which one's the most talented, which one's this, that, or the other thing. The exact opposite of what Jesus had just spoken to them about in his own life. Here they are all proud and arrogant and doing exactly what Jesus disliked so much in the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the high priests and all those guys in Jerusalem. <laughs> you, can, you can imagine little John saying, oh, but Jesus loves me the most. <laughs> I'm the littlest. You know, I'm the baby of this apostolic family. Mm, Jesus loves me. You can imagine Judas Iscariot saying, but I've got the money. I'm the one that keeps this operation floating. I'm the most important without me and my bag of coins. The rest of you don't eat. I'm the most important. And you can hear James 
the brother of Jesus saying, but I've got blood relationship to him. That makes me really special. He's my first cousin. Cool. I'm cool. And then there's Peter. Hey, Rocky here. I'm the rock, remember? Build my church on you. That makes me the most important. Oh, geez. And so act two ends with the 12 guys jostling each other for the top of the heap. Exactly what Jesus is not teaching them to do. Act three, the scolding. So they get to the end of the day. Jesus knows what they've been talking about. He's disgusted with them. He's shaking his head and saying, what do I have to do to teach these guys? Why won't they listen? What are they, what's wrong with them? Why did I pick these ones and not the other 12 over there? So he sits down with them. They get to Capernaum. They're in Peter's house. You know, little kids are running around. And mom's out cooking dinner and all this stuff's going on. And he says to them, okay, tell me what you were talking about along the way. Poke, poke. Tell me what you're talking about along the way. And everybody goes silent because they know what they were talking about and they know they were wrong. They, knew, they know they're not doing what Jesus asked them to do. They know they're not really following Jesus in their hearts. They're following with their feet, great. But, but they know that when they are talking about which one is the greatest, which one is the most important, which one is the coolest, which one is the most beloved, they were violating the spirit of Jesus and so they shut up. They seal their lips. They don't want Jesus to know how stupid they are. So Jesus pokes them. Tell me what you are talking about. And their silence speaks volumes. So Jesus says, I know what you're talking about. I was within earshot. I know you better than you think I know you. I know what you talk about all the time when I'm not around. I'm not stupid. So let me teach you a lesson. One more time. Let's try this again. And he doesn't use a lot of words. He, he gives the basics. You know, if you want to serve, then this is about service. This is about love. This is about self-giving. And he finds one of those snot-nosed little kids running around. And he grabs them, picks them up, and he says, this is how you do it. You care for the little ones. You care first for the little ones, the weak, the broken, the, the ones who aren't whole, the ones who aren't considered whole persons yet. You take the innocent, the ones who are persecuted. You take the ones that nobody cares about. You take the ones who are considered worthless and you hold them up and you give them everything. That's my life. That's what this is all about is he holds that little kid in his lap. And who is that child? Is it just a sweet little cheruby kid? No. That child represents all who are weak, all who are in need, all who in one way or another in this life are broken, all who are sinners, all who are 
who are considered worthless by the rest of society. In, in, in their society, children were next to the bottom of the rung. You know, you had the big shots up here, the people with education, the people associated with the temple. You had the people associated with the synagogue. Then you had kind of the working class men. And then you had the boys and then you had beyond that be kind of below that you had the sick and the, you had the sinners you had women in there somewhere at the bottom of the heap children why because they couldn't produce anything you know sure we love them but you know all we do is feed them they don't work yet they're worthless they're not valuable yet that's the one Jesus takes in his arms. That's how he teaches them. Not so much with words, but with a simple gesture of taking the smallest, weakest person in the room and saying, here, serve him or her. So if there is an epilogue to these three acts, perhaps it would be this. Elsewhere in the Gospels, Jesus says we are to pick up our crosses, carry them, and follow him. What Jesus teaches today is, if we are going to pick up our cross and follow Jesus, then we must pick up the child. That is following Jesus.